Welcome to Cedar Mountain Chapel's podcast. Cedar Mountain Chapel is a thriving branch of the Assemblies of God Ghana. We are committed to representing God well by being a model church that reflects the excellence of God. Now listen to today's sermon. We want to continue with the series on eschatology. Today is part five. We are looking at heaven, my happy home. On Sunday, we looked at hell, fire, the land of no return. And tonight, we are looking at heaven, my happy home. Amen. Our foundation text is John four, John chapter 14, verses 1 to verse number 3. Let's hear the word of God. John 14, 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. So heaven is a promised place for a prepared people. Jesus, before he left, promised us that he was going to prepare heaven for the believer. And that he'll be back. When he's back, he'll rapture us and send us to that glorious city. Hallelujah. Heaven is the final destination of the believer and the presence of the fullest manifestation of the glory of God. I repeat, heaven is the final destination of the believer and heaven is the fullest manifestation of the glory of God. If you want a location, a place where the glory of God is expressed, in its fullest form, that is heaven. Hallelujah. That is heaven. Let's look at some biblical truths about heaven. Number one, heaven is a real place. Heaven is not the figment of somebody's imagination. Heaven is a location. Heaven is a spiritual place but has a physical location. Let's read a few scriptures. Why do we say that heaven is real? Because Jesus came from heaven. John 6, 38. If heaven wasn't real, then why did Jesus come from heaven? John 6, 38. For I have come down from heaven. So where did Jesus Christ come down from? Where did he come from? Talk to me. Where did Jesus come from? It means heaven is real. Somebody say, heaven is real. Jesus came from heaven not to do, not to do his will, but the will of the Father. Now, when he was done on earth, he went back to heaven. Acts 1 verse 11. Acts 1 verse number 11. What does the Bible say? 
and who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner. So Jesus came from heaven to do the will of the Father. When he was done, he was taken back to heaven. So heaven is real. Heaven exists. Heaven is a physical place in the realms of the spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's make progress. Number two, heaven is the dwelling place of the triune God. Heaven is the residence of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God dwells in heaven. Heaven is the habitation of the triune God. Deuteronomy 26, verse 15. What does the Bible say? Look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless your people Israel. Now, because God dwells in heaven, God is being petitioned. Look down from where you dwell, from heaven, and bless your people. Matthew 6, verse number 9. What does the Bible say? In this manner, therefore pray, our Father who art on earth, our Father who is in the sea, our Father who is in the skies, where is our father? Heaven is the dwelling place. That is why heaven is the most beautiful place on earth. Doxa means glory. And glory simply means all that God is. And because God dwells in heaven, then heaven is the residence of the glory of God. If you want to see the glory of God, make it to heaven. The glory on earth is nothing compared to the glory of heaven. Let's make progress. Number three. Heaven is the abode of God's angels. So heaven does not only accommodate God. Heaven is the residence of angels. Look um, 2.15, Revelation 12, 7-9. What does the Bible say? So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven. These angels, when Christ was born, they had come on earth to announce the birth of Christ. When they were done, they went back to their location, to their residence. There are billions of angels in heaven. Billions. They can't be counted. Angels dwell in heaven. Even though their ministry is on earth. Are you here? 7 to 9, what does the Bible say? And what broke out in heaven? Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. What broke out in heaven? And because the angels are in heaven, Michael and the rest to test of the angels fought against Lucifer and one third of the angels and threw them out of heaven. Heaven is the residence and the abode of God's angels. Number four. Heaven is the Christian's country of citizenship. Let's say it together. Ready, go. 
I can hear, I can hear you. Heaven is the Christian's country of citizenship. So every Christian has dual citizenship. You are first a citizen of heaven and then a citizen of Ghana or Nigeria or Togo or America or Guyana or Canada or Ukraine or Russia. Heaven is the country of of every believer's citizenship is first in heaven. Hebrew 11 verse 16. What does the Bible say? But now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. Even though we are on earth. We are citizens of heaven. Now, every country is created by a constitution. And the constitution of heaven is the Bible. Every believer's foremost constitution is the Bible. Every country has a king. Every kingdom has a king. And the root. In our country, Jesus is the president. Are you here? Every country has their culture. That is why Christianity, we have our culture. But some people, when they are on earth, they adopt the culture of the earth. They place the culture, their tribal culture above the culture of heaven. When your tribal culture clashes with the culture of heaven, your tribal culture must be subservient because you were a citizen first of heaven. Many Christians love their culture, love their tribe, so they are tribalistic. Even though I come from the north, I'm a Bimoba, that's my tribe. But I value my Christian citizenship more than my tribal citizenship. Because how many years will I live on earth? That is why the blood of Christ is stronger than, than family blood. And in my life, I tell you, people who are not from my tribe, those who have helped me, helped me and brought me this far, I'm telling you, are not my tribe's people. That is why I hate tribalism. I hate it. My wife is on that way. All my friends. I, look, look. Jesus is my tribe. Christianity is my tribe. And the Bible says in the kingdom of God, there is no Greek, there is no Jew, there is no Ewer, there is no Fanti, there is no Akan, there is no Enzima, there is no Dagomba. We are all one. Heaven is the Christian's country of citizenship. Look at Philippians 3 verse 20. What does the Bible say? Let's read it together. Ready, go. For our citizenship is... Where is your citizenship? Ask your neighbor. And answer your neighbor. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. What does the Bible say? Ready, go. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Who is an ambassador? A representative 
of another country in another jurisdiction. So on earth, you represent Christ. You don't represent your tribe. Yes, we all belong to tribes. I love my tribe. I'm proud of my tribe. I will defend my tribe, need be. But I cherish my heaven citizenship more than my earthly citizenship. Heaven is the Christian's country of citizenship. Number five. Heaven is the location of saints after death. Heaven is the residence, the habitation of Christians born again believers after death. Luke 16 verse 22, what does the Bible say? So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Hades, that is an extension of heaven. So the Bible says that the beggar Lazarus was a child of God. He was born, he, he, yes, he was a child of God. And so when he died, the angels carried Lazarus into Abraham's bosom. Heaven is the residence of Christians after death. Hebrew 12, 22 to 23. What does the Bible say? But us, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. Watch this. The heavenly Jerusalem. Now in heaven, watch this. There are innumerable company of angels. The angels in heaven are infinite. You cannot count them. Are you here? 23. To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn. So all of us, the kingdom of God is made up of God, God, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the angels, the dead in Christ, and the living, the church on earth. Firstborn who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. So heaven is the residence of the saints after death. Revelation 20 verse 15. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So, everybody in heaven is a born again believer who said God on earth and after death was relocated to heaven. Am I preaching? So in heaven, but watch this. In heaven, the saints look different. When you relocate to heaven, you will not look like this. If you see a Christian who is dead, they don't look like you. Let me prove that to you. Let's go to Daniel 12 verse 3. How the saints look like after death. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So in heaven, Christians shine like the star. Oh yeah. Their complexion is like the shining star. 
Any Christian who is dead, if you see them, if they are really in heaven, they don't look dark like you and I. They shine because shining is a reflection of the glory and the beauty of God. Another scripture, Matthew 13, 43. What does the Bible say? Then the righteous will shine forth as what? As what? In the kingdom of my father. So the righteous will. He didn't say ah. In other words, the righteous will die. When you die in the Lord, you will shine forth as the sun in, in the kingdom of God. Revelation 3 verse 4. What does the Bible say? You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white. <laughs> so he's saying those in Sardis who serve God, who walk in righteousness, Christ says that in heaven they shall walk with him in white. Look at me. Anytime you see me, capital M, meaning referring to Jesus. Revelation 6, 11, what does the Bible say? How do the saints look like in heaven? Then a white robe was given to each of them. So once you enter heaven, you are given a white robe. Heaven is a beautiful place. A shining place reflecting the apex of the glory of God. So the Bible says they were given what a white robe and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who were who would be killed as they were was completed so those who went to heaven heard they were given white robe and they said they should wait until our time is up when it is done and the rapture happens then everything will come to a close number six heaven my happy home. Tell your neighbor, heaven, my happy home. Number six, the occupants of heaven possess divine and spiritual bodies. Those who live in heaven, they don't possess the, this earthly body, the one you and I have here. They possess divine, spiritual, unique, different bodies. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20, what does the Bible say? But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. When Jesus raised from the dead, he was given a different body. Are you here? That body is not subject to the law of gravity. That's why Christ could suspend. That's why Christ could, could be carried into heaven without an aeroplane. That body is not limited. That body is not subject to decay. It's not subject to sickness or disease. Look at verse 48 and then to verse 54. As was the, as, as was the man of dust, NIV. The King James is a bit tough too. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the man from heaven. So also are those who are of heaven. Verse 49. As and just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. 
So when you re re you relocate, you are changed. You are given a different body. There is no physical defect. That body doesn't got blindness, cataract, glaucoma, cancer, diabetes. That body is a perfect body. Let's read on. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You can't enter heaven with this body. To enter heaven, it says, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Yes. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will all not sleep, but we will be changed. So, when Christ returns, when you are sent to heaven, you are changed in the flesh, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable. So, when you are raised from the dead, you are given a different body. Are you here? Philippians 3, 21, what does the Bible say? For the perishable who will transform our lowly body. So, this body is a lowly body, second class body. The body after death is the first class. That is the body of God the Father. And yet for that body, don't waste your time on this body. This body, after some years, your face begins to wrinkle and then you begin to look funny. You begin to hate yourself. So who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious what? body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Number seven. Heaven my happy home. Christians are given new names in heaven. That will be known to you alone. You will not call me Stephen when I'm in heaven. No, no, there are too many Stephens. So when you call Stephen before all kinds of people are responding. Because they have even named some children after me. So if you mention Stephen Wengam, you may have some tens of people coming around. So in heaven, we shall be given a different name. It's not an Ewe name, Fanti name. It is not a Greek name. So let's read Revelation 2 verse 17. What does the Bible say? The Revelation 2.17 He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone. And on the stone, a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. So, when you get to heaven, they'll give you a white stone. On it is your real name. The name you are bearing now is an inferior name. That name is known to you alone. Heaven, my happy home. It's a wonderful place. The culture there is different. The atmosphere, the presence... It's nothing compared with the beauty of this earth. Number eight. Heaven is the most beautiful city. Indescribable. 
Look, by the grace of God, I've traveled to a few countries. I've been to America 13 times. I've been to Paris. I've been to Germany. I've been to Japan. I've been to Dubai. Seen, I've, been, I've seen beautiful places. But I tell you, none of them, none of them will match heaven, my happy home. None of them. And I'll prove it to you. Go to American embassy. Go and see how Ghanaians are crazy. They want to go to America. I want to go to America. I want to go to New York. I want to go to this place. <laughs> Let's look at Hebrew eleven sixteen. The Bible says, "But now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. So heaven is a better place, a better city." There's no doom so there. No potholes. Zoom lion will not come and collect the garbage. And then the garbage is best up your, the front of your house. There's no garbage in hell. De Sorry. Heaven. <laughs> Look at 1222. Hebrew 1222. It says, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of what? The living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Sorry, Jerusalem. So heaven is the city of the living God. Can you imagine the beauty of the city where God resides? You can compare that to any place on earth. Look at 13 verse 14. Hebrew 13 verse 14. It says, for here we have, a, here we have no continuing city. But we seek the one to come. Then, let's go to Revelation 21 from verse 9. Let's start from verse 1. Let, let, let me show you how heaven looks like from verse 1. And now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer sea. In that, in heaven, there is no sea. There's no sea. No, no, no. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. You see how on the wedding day, how the women still the show, you know, the women start dressing from 7 a.m. The wedding is 11. They start at 6. A few times I had to go and chase some bride in my house. They come and dress in the house and they say, hey, come on, hurry up. I'm going. Hey, 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 hey. Say, Pastor, more time. No, no, no more time. Hurry up. Hurry up. You're wasting time. And I heard a loud voice from the truth saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people. God lives in heaven. And God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or funeral. I will disappoint you in heaven. You have different what cloth for funerals. So I ran tardy go. Charlie. Even the weekend we you somebody should die 
So you can go for a funeral. But you are not praying that you should die. <laughs> then he says, For the older order of things has passed. Let's read on. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Everything in heaven is brand new. Everything in heaven is brand new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. The next, let's go to verse 9. Watch verse 9. Um, one of the seven angels came to me. Move on. Go to, okay. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It's shone with the glory of God. Heaven shines with the beauty and the glory of the most high God. And its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like jasper. Heaven shines as clear as crystal. Verse 12. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. Because heaven is real, the Bible gives us the measurement of the city of heaven. Heaven is real. It exists. Don't let anybody fool you that heaven doesn't exist. And you drink your head off. Hey, Jimmy. The city was laid out like a square. It's, it's, it's a four square city. As long as it was, as long as it was wide. So the length is equal to the breadth. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and as and high as it is long. He measured its wall. It was 144 cubits thick by a mass measurement which the angel was using. The wall was made of jasper. The wall is not made of cement. It's not made of block which can expire. The wall of heaven is made of jasper and the city of pure gold. Can he? When someone has some small gold watch, look at how they behave. Some small gold necklace or gold ring. As for this city, it's everything there is pure gold. Pure gold. The foundations of the city was were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was Jasper, second Sapphire, the third Chalcedony, the fourth Emerald, the fifth Sardonyx, the sixth Carnelian, the seventh Chrysolite, the eighth Burial, the ninth Topaz, the tenth Chrysopras, the eleventh Jacinth, and the twelfth Amethyst. 
the 12 gates were 12 pearls. The 12 gates were what? 12 pearls. Made of pearls. Each gate made of a single pearl. The, the great street of the city was of pure gold like transparent glass. The road, not the Ghana type of potholes. Manhole pothole. As for heaven, the street, the most common thing in heaven is gold. It is the city of gold. Heaven, my happy home. I want to be there. You must make it. There's no place like heaven. So, heaven is a city, number one. The streets are made of pure gold. You heard it, you remember? The streets, there are streets in heaven. Streets of pure gold, number two. It has real estates. There are mansions and apartments in heaven. Mansions, rooms. For Christ said, in my father's house are many mansions. Number three, there is light, water. There are trees and fruits in heaven. So heaven is a city. That's why the Bible says these are the things that make a place a city. True or false? When there is infrastructure, schools, roads, name it. Let's read Revelation 21 verse 1 and 2. It says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven had passed away. Look at verse 2. I saw the holy city. Verse 3. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. They shall be his people, and God himself shall dwell amongst them. Are you with me? So, heaven has everything that makes a city a city. The next, number 4. Let's look at the measurement. The Bible mentioned the measurement of the city. It is 12,000 stadia. In man's measurement, 1,500 miles. As mentioned in Revelation 21, 22, 15 to 17. Now, the base of the city is 2 million square miles. It stretches like from the west coast of Mississippi River and from the borders of Canada to Mexico. Covering like two thirds of the entire mass land of USA. Let's carry on. The more outstanding thing about he heaven is that the 1,500 mass is equivalent to 780,000 story buildings. If you want a city where you want to see high rise buildings, go to heaven. 780,000 story. Where there, there, there are no lifts. In heaven, as soon as you think, you get. So as soon as I think, I want to be in Glenda's apartment, suddenly I appear there. As soon as I think, I want to go to the river of life, suddenly you appear there. There are no vehicles. That's why there are no vehicles in heaven. So all these vehicles, we are working hard and buying, they are useless. There are no vehicles in heaven. Let's carry on. Number nine, heaven is a place of eternal life. Let's say it together. I can hear you. Matthew 25, 46, what does the Bible say? 
Let's read it together. Ready? Go. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into... Talk to me. So in heaven, there is eternal life. What does that mean? A life of blessedness free from all affliction. Eternal life means a life of blessedness free from limitation, curses, free from anything that makes you live a substandard life. So everybody in heaven enjoys eternal life. Number 10. What about heaven? Heaven is the place of glorification of the saints. Let's say it together. Ready? Go. In heaven, the saints are glorified. Believers are glorified. Colossians 3 verse 4. What does the Bible say? When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear in glory with him. So in heaven, we shall be like Christ. You will look like Jesus. Heaven is the place of the glorification of the saints. Second Corinthians 4 verse 17, what does the Bible say? For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So the glory of the believer in heaven is nothing compared to the glory on earth. In heaven, the saints will be glorified. We shall be changed. We shall look different. A few um, information I read about those who had been to heaven. I remember the late um, Yon Cho said, I think his, his, one of his pastor's wife had died and uh, somebody saw her in heaven and she said that woman was very ugly, very ugly. But in heaven, she looks so beautiful, eh? So in heaven, there is no A-shaped head, no F-head, no protruding forehead, no monkey faces. In heaven, everybody is looking beautiful and handsome. You don't carry your physical defects into heaven. If you are crippled in heaven, you cannot be crippled. There's no cripple, no blindness in heaven. Are you here? Good. Let's carry on. Number 11. Heaven is a place of rest for believers. Let's say it together. Come on, I can't hear you. Revelation 14 verse 13. What does the Bible say? Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. From now on, yes, says the Spirit, they may rest from their labors. Once you enter heaven, you cease working. In heaven, no working hours. Heaven is retirement forever. Pension, the real pension is in heaven. The real pension. On earth, we are going for evangelism, coming for 40 days in heaven. No 40 days fasting. No more 30 days. No more 21 days. No more Bible studies. 
No more women ministry meeting. Are you here with me, somebody? In heaven, we shall rest and enjoy. Our works will follow us. Number 12. Heaven is a place of perfect peace. Say it with me. I can hear you. Why do I say so? Revelation 21 verse 4. What does the Bible say? And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. What a peace. So why do you want to go to the other side called hell? Where the worms are eating your body. Where you are caged in a prison, a dungeon. Where there's a thick darkness. Where the smoke will be choking your eyes and your breath. Whereas at the other side, there is no. Whilst in hell, they are crying and wailing. I say, yes, we, me, God have mercy. In heaven, it is joy. They are singing. They are happy. They are hugging each other. There's no more pain, no more death, no more sickness in heaven. Why don't you want to go there? What a shock. What a shock. Hallelujah. Number 13. Heaven is a place of super abundance of all good and great things. In heaven, everything good is in abundance. There's no shortage in heaven. Everything good is in abundance. Overflow. Look at John 10 verse 10. John 10 verse 10. What does the Bible say? It says, The thief does not come except to what? To steal and to kill and to what? Destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So in heaven, you have everything in abundance. Good health. Beauty. Glory. Favor. Uh-huh. Money. Mansions. Gold. Peace. No more death. Good health. Everything good is in abundance in heaven. What a place. What a glory. What a peace. There's no place like heaven. Don't exchange heaven for Dubai. Don't exchange heaven for America. Don't exchange heaven for Paris. There's wickedness in Paris. Evil everywhere. But in heaven, peace, perfect peace. Serene, no armed robbers in heaven. You can open your doors. If they catch you still in heaven, they, there's no police station in heaven. They will send you straight to the other side. There are no military in heaven, no police officers. Perfect, no can I'm saying. 
<laughs> 14, quickly, number 14. Heaven is a place of what? Forever. Talk to me. Forever. Let's read the scripture. It says, There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, nor light of the sun. For the Lord gives them light, and they shall reign for ten years. For eight years. Four more for Nana. <laughs> In heaven, no limits. Have no limits. No limits in heaven. Forever and ever and ever and ever and we shall enjoy. We shall reign forever. Heaven is a place of forever living. I want to live forever. I want to walk on the street of good forever. I want a place where I will not be sick forever. No more death forever. It's a place of forever living. 15. It's a place of infinite joy and pleasure. In heaven, there is no limit to your job. We need you. There's uncontrolled joy, uncontrolled excitement. Look at Psalm 16, verse 11. You shall show me the path of life in your presence. And heaven is God's presence. In your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are precious forevermore. In heaven, the excitement, the good feeling, your happiness is without limit and is forever. How many want to go to heaven? How many want to go there? Wow. Number 16 is in heaven a rich welcome awaits entrance especially those who labored greatly. In heaven there's VVIP welcome for some people and some normal welcome. Whereas when others are coming there will be announcement. Oh yeah. Others too quiet. You enter quietly and go and find your apartment somewhere. Some angels will work on them with flowers. They will throw flowers on the oh yeah, on the streets. Should I prove it to you? Second Peter 1 10 and 11. What does the Bible say? Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Especially soul winners. Those who win many souls and affect many souls, a rich welcome awaits them. I can imagine when Billy Graham entered heaven. When Bonky entered heaven, it's not like you and I. How many souls have you won? How many souls? You don't go for evangelism. You have many friends who are unbelievers. You don't care about them. You don't pray for souls. You don't give for souls to be saved. What do you expect when you get there? 17. 
Real life is lived in heaven. Say real life is lived in heaven. We will live normal life in heaven. Let's read the accompanying scripture. For, um, now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. We shall eat in heaven. Even though there is no hunger there, we shall eat. Some of you, if there is no eating there, you will not go. Because you like food. It's ban. We shall eat in heaven. Special meal prepared by heaven chef. When you eat food in heaven, you know you have eaten. Not this sometime nyama nyama, some miserable kinke. You have to eat and smile because you are hungry. <laughs> sometime kinke with no fish. <laughs> are you here? Let's read the scripture. Look, okay, let's go to uh, Revelation 7 16. It says, They shall neither hunger anymore. So we don't eat in heaven because we'll be hungry. No, because there will be no there will not be hunger in heaven, but we eat for excitement so that your joy will be plenty. Are you hearing me, somebody? Look at 19, verse 9. Revelation 19, verse 9. Then he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. They'll be the biggest party in heaven. Christ will throw a party for us. We are the bride of Christ. You know how the bride, you know, on the wedding day, it's not fair. The woman enjoy more than the man. Every attention is on the woman. The man is coming, nobody cares. When the man is coming from here, every eye is there. Who cares what the man is wearing? Who cares? Every attention is on the bride. And the Bible says the church is the bride of Christ. You are the bride of Christ. And Christ is the bridegroom. So on that day, Christ is going to wed us. And Christ will throw a party for the bride to compensate you for all the troubles you went through on earth. It is the biggest party ever. Yes, next. There is worship in heaven. Oh yeah. There is real life activity in heaven. There will be worship by angels and the saints. Revelation 4, 8 to 11. What does the Bible say? The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around them within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty. Look at verse 10. Verse 9, sorry. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forevermore. Verse 10. The 24 elders will bow down and cast their crown. So in heaven there will be activity, worship, praise in heaven. And heaven's music is perfect. And yet, and <laughs> If you want to go to his house, then you're going to ask In heaven, 
All of us will have a good voice. Oh, oh no, no, no. There will be no harmonies in heaven. We don't need you. In heaven, the healer is dissolved. See the coral dissolved. Impercedes. No, but God will forget. You know, nobody will, all of us will lead worship. Are you here with me? Because we shall be giving perfect voices. Perfect voices. There will be no Joe Metal there. There will be no who. No, 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 no. All of us are the same. In heaven, all of us are the same. We shall all worship. Nobody shall. No instruments. No, no, no instruments in heaven. Your voice is your instrument. So, those of you who don't know how to worship here, worship time, then you are standing there. You won't come early for worship. If you don't know how to worship, you'll be found wanting in heaven. I don't know what God will do with you. Next, there are interactions, communications in heaven. Revelation 7, 13 and 14. In heaven, we are allowed to interact. Oh, yeah. You can go and visit your friend, have a chat. We will live normal life in heaven. You can hug your friend. Why not? Pass somebody on the shoulder. Can invite somebody to your apartment. Philip, come over. Where are you, Charlie? Come over. Pam, Philip is there. Are you with me? The Bible says, Then one of the elders answered to me, saying, So John was in the spirit and in heaven, and he was communicating with the angels. Next. We will exercise intellect and emotions in heaven. Oh, in heaven, we exercise emotions in heaven, except that there will be no tears, because our tears are wiped away. But you can be happy. Let's see the scriptures. Revelation 6 verse 10. What does the Bible say? And they cry with a loud voice saying, and this cry, and not a cry of pain. It's a cry of joy. A cry of worship. A cry of what? Excitement. 7, 10 to 12. And crying out with a loud voice saying, Luke 15, 7 and 10. The Bible says, when a soul is saved, heaven rejoices. So there will be rejoicing in heaven. There are rewards in heaven. I'll pause here. Because of time, I can't read all these scriptures. Another activity in heaven is that there will be rewards in heaven. Apart from going to heaven, they will share rewards. When you get no reward in heaven, I don't know how you feel. But those who get the rewards, their joy will be exceedingly great. Are you here? Let's read just one of them. Matthew says from verse 19 to 25. What does the Bible say? Do not lay out for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay out for yourself treasures in heaven. Don't save all your money in the bank in Ghana. So that when they are what? What is the name of that thing that led to the closure of banks? What is the name of that exercise? Liquidation of banks. A lot of you, I, I don't intend to remind you of your pain. 
But for some people, it was a punishment for them. They don't pay tight, but they kept their money in the bank. When you keep all your money in treasury bills, when the economy is not doing well, it will affect you. But when you pay tight, you are investing in heaven. When you give to us the building project, when you are giving money supporting God's servants, God is marking it. When you get to heaven, God shall present your reward to you. But if you are chisel, no first fruit. Plain rice and fisherman sauce. Jollof and pork. Uh huh. Uh, name them, yes? Gabins. Gary and beans with red oil. Kenke and tilapia. Uchawenum. Yerewunadidi. Whereas somebody is fasting and using the money for lunch to help the poor. Whereas somebody is giving to orphans, caring for what? Widows. Somebody's building churches, sponsoring a church building. They are laying up treasures in heaven. And when they get to heaven, they shall be rewarded. What are you investing in heaven? Unkwana, you are investing makeup every Sunday. You must wear new dress. You have 55 weeks. Average dress and a shoe. Jiroho. Jiroho. Lay up your treasure in heaven. Spend your money on kingdom items. Be poor on earth and be rich in heaven. I said be poor on earth and be rich in heaven. Sponsor pastors. Sponsor missions. Sponsor church building. Pay for tracks for souls to be worn. But don't gather and spend on yourself. There shall be rewards. 1 Corinthians 3, 12 to 14. Watch the scripture closely. It says, now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold or silver. So the Bible categorizes our work on earth. For some who are laboring, who are working with a sincere heart, who spend all their time on God's work, you are building with gold. But those, some, they are Christians, but they don't, they don't sacrifice. So offering time, they see two cities, and their hands can censor <laughs> the very denominations. All here we take now, boy, boy, boy. blind man. Only muye. Yano, I feel as if I be hundred. Come on, two hundred. What do you mean? Hundred. Fioko. Eh, where is the two cities? Yes, I know I'm one. I say. Oh, you remember? So we say the answer. 
<laughs> and who's that experience? <laughs> hey, what are you telling me? <laughs> you can experience by observation. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5, 9 and 10. What does the Bible say? Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. Verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body. Whatever you did as a member of CMC, you shall be rewarded. What have you done for this church? You shall be rewarded. There are some people in this church, they virtually live here. Even though they work, they close and come. Bring your family team. Ushers, protocol. Sound, media, Sunday school teacher, children teacher. What? Somewhere here for 50 hours, you shall be rewarded. We will appear. Before the judgment seat of Christ, whatever you did with your time, your money, your education for God, you shall be rewarded. Don't spend all your time on your work. Because that company, the day you get stroke, they will see you off with some miserable amount. Don't spend all your money, your time on your business. One day, Job woke up and he had lost everything. Spend your time on God. Spend time praying for souls. Spend your money expanding God's kingdom. Then, on that day, you shall be rewarded. Next. Now, how are you going to be rewarded? Based on faithfulness and your motive. What is your motive for joining the choir? So that when you wear a new dress, you'll be seen. Now, I asked for prayer warriors there. No, you who me. So you see, so you don't join prayer department because they, they don't stand on the stage. You want to join the worship team. So that at least every Sunday, you will see your makeup. That's why you are joining the worship team. No reward for you. All that you are doing for the church, no reward. Because your motive is what? Not correct. It's not to glorify God. What is your motive for wanting to be a leader? Your motive. Next. Base those who endure suffering for Christ. So, watch here. Some of you, after work, you've not eaten. You have come to church. You spend your time. You get home late. Only to wake up early morning. God will reward you for enduring suffering for the kingdom of God. Every Some of you, you, you are here Monday lunch hour, Wednesday lunch hour, Tuesday Bible studies. You are here for let the fire fall. You shall be rewarded on that day. Those who sacrificed and endured all things for the kingdom. Number three. Those who persevere in persecution. You know, some Christians in some countries where some are being killed for 
claiming to be Christians. Some pastors are being persecuted because they are preaching Christ or in the office because you said you will not sleep with your manager. Your manager fired you as a lady and you stood your grounds. You shall be rewarded. But those who open their legs for convenience sake, those you said no and three guys didn't marry you. So your marriage delayed. You married at 42. You shall be rewarded. Everything you suffered for Christ, you shall be rewarded. Those who fasted and you were hungry and you still fasted, you shall be rewarded. Every pain you endured for Christ, you shall be rewarded. There is no sacrifice you make for the kingdom that will not be rewarded. On that day, you shall be glorified. There were times you had no money. You walk to church, you shall be rewarded. You shall be rewarded. Next. Those who live godly life, holy life, special reward for living holy for God, for being pure, you shall be rewarded. Next. Those who demonstrate compassionate obedience. Now look at the rewards. We are almost at the tail end. What are the awards? The crown of life. It is given to those who endure temptation. So let's say you and your boyfriend, you are waiting to be married. And this day your boyfriend came. And body no be firewood. You were burning like gas fire. You nearly. You came very close. And you nearly. He said, No. Crown of life. They brought a bribe. The bribe money. Charlie, big money. Do the wrong thing corners you you stretch your hands you nearly in fact you even collected it and you gave it back of life you endured temptation the next crown is award the incorruptible crown is for those who excel in service those who excel as altar workers you are made a deacon you are made a pastor you are made a children teacher a singer you are in the worship team and you excel you did it so well anytime you led worship you fasted you prayed and god's presence came now not those who just worship they won't pray just think the boy can hold the mic and blow hot air God's work when they are all they shall be given the incorruptible crown. Then number four, number three, sorry. The crown of righteousness for those who are faithful in service. The ushers, I know some ushers in this church. I'm here on Saturdays. It's very late in the night. I see some ushers. They leave here at 11 p.m. They shall be given the crown of righteousness. Those who were 
committed. Not those who only show up during I testify. When there is a new uniform, they show up and they disappear when there's no I testify. You can you don't qualify for the crown of righteousness. On that day, somebody's head will be shining and your head will be Sakura. Sakura head, and everybody will know that you were lazy when you were yeah. No, no. Can you imagine in heaven? When people's heads are glistening, some have five, some have seventy-year crown. Seven. Some have crown of life, incorruptible crown. And as for you, nothing. Some who are fasting and praying for this church, and they are not known in this church. I'm telling you, this church, there are people who go and do fasting, wait on God. You don't even know them, and you will not know them. They shall be given the crown of righteousness. Number four, the next crown, the crown of glory. That one is given to pastors, shepherds, who excel in their work as servants of God. Those who labor with tears, with honesty and integrity. Those who did not chase money. Those who are sincere, not some of the Hollywood pastors today. Holy, I call them Hollywood pastors. Go to the villages, see some of our pastors. In their poverty, they are preaching, they are serving God. We need so planting churches. They shall be given the crown of glory. Next. Then the crown of rejoicing is for believers. For crying on earth, you shall be given the crown of righteousness. Those who cried because of the kingdom, those who endure pain because of the kingdom, you shall be given the crown of rejoicing. Next. Thank you. Say, Heaven, my happy home. How many want to go to heaven? I want to go to heaven when I die. I want to go to heaven when I die. go to heaven when I die. Oh Lord. Those who are born in the 80s, they don't know this song. Oh Lord, when I die. Oh Lord, when I die. I want to go to heaven when I die. Oh Lord, when I die. Before we take questions, can you stand to your feet? Lift your right hand and say, Father. I can hear you say, Father. In the name of Jesus, give me the grace. Give me the grace. Give me the grace to serve faithfully so I, I will not miss the rapture. I want to make it to heaven. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Resume your seat. Let's take a few questions. Two or three questions. If you are ready, I see a hand at the back there. Yes, brother Alex. And then, okay, who has the microphone first? Okay, maybe. Let's hear your question. No, please. My own is not a question, but something I experienced about heaven. 
Okay. Yes, I just want to say that heaven is so real. Heaven is so real. One time I had an encounter with the Lord and then he took me to the presence of the Father. And it's a place of peace beyond description. A place of joy beyond description. And after that encounter, I'll sit in my room and be crying that I want to die. Because I realize that that place is real. Wow. Thank you. Wow. So, God has given us somebody who has had an encounter with heaven's environment. Brother Alex. Thank you, Pastor. Some people say that God uh, doesn't dwell in heaven, according to Genesis chapter uh, 1. So I want to find out how many heavens do we now, have. What is in Genesis 1 that make them believe that God doesn't dwell in heaven? It's that in the beginning, God created heaven and hell. So where was God before he created heaven? That's the first question I ask. There are different levels of heaven. Okay. We are the atmospheric, the atmospheric heavens. We have the second heaven where the principalities are. Then we have the third heaven. Here, God was talking about the atmospheric heavens. Talking about the stars, the moon, in Genesis 1, when God created the world. So, God was there. He's in heaven. He has been in heaven. He has no beginning. He has no end. He has been in heaven, and he'll continue to be in heaven. Okay. I saw a hand on my left. Then I'll come back here. You know, uh, last Sunday you said something about Lazarus and the rich man. Even today you mentioned it. So you said that heaven and, he and hell, there's a very wide uh, distance. So how did uh, the rich man call Lazarus to bring, the, or, or bring some drop of water to him? That's all I want to know. That's right. Now, remember that that story is meant to teach us God's lessons. So God can make anything possible so that that lesson can be communicated to us. So the Bible, eh, you must read the Bible like a child. Children believe everything. True or false? Children believe everything. So there are some things that we can't, when we get to heaven, we shall understand. So that may be my response to that. But it's a good question. Okay. Any other question? Yeah, Brother Cole. Papa, God bless you so much for this message. Um, my question is um, maybe simple, but I want to know the difference between paradise and heaven. Because in Luke chapter 23, the verse 43, when Jesus answered the criminal and said that truly, I tell you today, you'll be with me in paradise. So I want to know if there's any difference or it's just the same thing, heaven and paradise. That's right. Now, um, paradise was um, similar to Hades. It is believed that the saints were kept in paradise. Remember, Christ was on the cross. He had not died yet. So at that moment, the thief was going to be with him in paradise. After Christ's death and resurrection, the saints were transported into God's presence. So there's difference. Paradise is like the, the, the waiting room, the annex of heaven.
but of course, very beautiful. Right. Yeah, Brother Michael. Thank you, Reverend. My, my question is, if, if I have a loved one on earth, and if I have a loved one on earth, and he or she misses heaven, and I am in heaven, will I, will I notice the absence? And how will I feel for such a person? Will I, will, will I affect my mood in heaven that this my loved one couldn't make it to heaven? Well, a few times people who were in heaven and when they were going on a tour, they said they saw Jesus weeping because of man's wickedness on earth. Um, remember, he will wipe away our tears in heaven. So, you can't weep in heaven. Yes, you may be concerned, but I don't think that it will affect you that badly. Well, there are some, I, I hope I, I, I did my best. I, 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 Paul said, we know in part, in part we don't know. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Reverend. Please, I wanted to know if uh, there is, uh, what is the difference between the kingdom of God and heaven? Some, sometimes they are used interchangeably. The kingdom of God, remember, kingdom is, is two words that is joined together. The king and the domain of a king. So kingdom is a place where a king rules. And heaven, yes, is God's kingdom. But, but the kingdom of God is bigger than heaven. You, heaven is a location. It's where, it's where God is. You understand? So there were times that some writers used it interchangeably. Depending upon the context, there were times that it, will, it may not necessarily refer to heaven, but will refer to everything about God. As far as God's dealing with man is concerned. Hope I answered you. All right. Okay. Okay, Rev. Thanks for the uh, message. So, after the end of the message, someone said that she had an encounter and after that she wanted to die. So, as you were telling us about the evidence and the proof about heaven, I was asking myself, do I want to die? And I said, no, I don't want to die. I said, that's a standing here. I don't want to die, but I've been... <laughs> <laughs> told about the riches and the rewards in heaven. So, why am I finding it difficult to? Why am I afraid to die? <laughs> I don't kind of. I, I, you are not clear. Uh -huh. I mean, uh, I know if I die, I'll go to heaven and I enjoy all these riches. But I'm asking myself, why am I afraid to die, knowing that there's these riches ahead of me? So, so, so yes. Yeah. So that is why after this message, you must realign. The reason why you fear to die is because you don't know what is in heaven. That's why Paul, there were times Paul said he wanted to go home. But because he had not finished his assignment, the only reason why a believer should want to stay on earth is because you have not finished your assignment. I don't want to stay one second. Once I finish, God take me home. Because in Matthew 24, Christ said that sometime if God should prolong your life beyond your mandate, you may even fall and lose your salvation. So, get to a place where you will love heaven than earth. This earth is... Look at, I mean, look at Ukraine. All that they had is gone. All the infrastructure, all the nice... It's gone. They are temporary. Who can go and bomb heaven? Who can go and... 
the devil tried. He was thrown out of heaven. So, child of God, desire for heaven not to travel. Let traveling be a bonus. From today, begin to desire heaven. That's the only way you begin to ally and begin to work towards going to heaven. Praise the Lord. So, don't be afraid to die. Death is the vehicle that will take you to heaven. There are two things. Either the rapture or death. So, now that you know that heaven is a beautiful place, don't fear death. Alright. Maybe the last but one. Okay. I, did I hear somebody? Yes, Rev. Please, you said that the number of angels in heaven are infinite. There's a school of thought that um, when you are born, you are assigned an angel. I want to know whether that um, philosophy or thought is true because of the what you said that the angels in heaven are infinite. Yeah, we have guardian angels. Everybody has an angel. And then each of the angels is supposed to guard you, guide you, protect you. Uh -huh. So, and God has more than enough angels, more than the number of human beings on earth. Remember, everything about God is infinite. There's nothing about God that you can count. Even the rooms in heaven, they are infinite. Even though the city has measurement, just to allow us to appreciate the size of the city, but heaven is bigger than this. Our natural mind, we are finite. God is infinite. So whatever we see, we see that way because our minds are limited. So yes, there are innumerable angels in heaven. Hope I answered you. The last one, the last question or contribution. Okay. Bless you, dear. Amen. Um, please, my question is a very sensitive one. So I come from a Muslim, a very strong Muslim background, and I'm the only one who has converted to a Christian. And... Um, for years, I was um, separated from my family because of my decision. And then last year, my dad felt very sick, and I had to go and visit him in the hospital. And there was this pastor praying for the sick people. And then I was trying to give the pastor a signal to come and pray for my father because I didn't want to do it in the midst of my family, else they'll get very angry. So the pastor, was, he was a bit skeptical, but then he gathered courage, and then he came. And he came to pray for my father. For the first time, I saw my father respond to a Christian prayer. He, he couldn't talk because he had stroke. And he was nodding to the prayer. Um, a few weeks later, we lost him to stroke. Please, will my father go to heaven? That's a very good question. There are two things. Um, to, to make it to heaven, you must believe that Christ is the son of god you must believe in his salvation work on the cross that is the license to heaven not works i remember i thought about grace and i i dealt with that there's a place for works but when it comes to salvation it has nothing to do with works what you have done so and understand that god deals with us differently that split moment God could have taken your father into certain realms and angels could minister to him in many ways. So, I can't really tell whether your father is in heaven. But if the pastor, if your father has heard about Jesus before, and then that material moment, all that he heard, he began to believe it. If the 
pastor led him to pray the sinner's prayer because you must confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Not just believe with your heart. Let's say if because of his sickness he could not talk. But then, um, yes, his, his jaws may be locked. But he could be praying in his mind. But as for you, if you can talk, you must talk to get salvation. Don't tell me I'm praying in my head. I don't believe in that thing. If your mouth is working, then you must pray with your mouth. If there's everything wrong with your mouth, everything fine with your mouth. So, it's possible because there'll be surprises in heaven. There'll be shocks in heaven. We'll get to heaven and see people who didn't think they'll be there. And some you thought will not will be there, will not be there. Hope I answered you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. You can visit Cedar Mountain Chapel at number one Lagos Avenue on the East Legon Road. 